Hello and welcome to Persona Non-Filtered. My name is Manja and in my podcast today I talk to Hasuki Fukuda, a German-Japanese artist who is part of the exhibition for Julian Assange on 2nd of July in Leipzig. Hello, Hasuki. Um, first of all, welcome to the podcast. And thank you. And also thank you very much for submitting your work for our exhibition for Julian Assange. Ah, thank you too. It is an honor for me. Um, Hasuki, mm -hmm. uh, first let us talk a little bit about you. So where you mm. are coming from, um, what is your your background and mm -hmm. how you moved into art because I read about you that you not like started straight out after school yeah. as an artist. Yes. <laughs> I'm self-taught, yes. Okay, so and um, you are also, um, you, you said you have like two cultural backgrounds, one is yes. Japan and the other mm -hmm. one is German, right? Yes, uh, originally my parents um, come from Japan. Um, they came here because uh, in order to work and I grew up since I was small in Germany and um, I, vis uh, during the week I visited German school like all other German kids and only on Saturdays I visited um, additionally a Japanese school to learn the language and culture a little bit. So I can say um, Japan and Germany. I have two home countries, Japan and, and Japan and Germany. Mm -hmm. But this is very nice that you still could, of course, visit a Japanese school and don't lose the Japanese culture while you was in mm -hmm. Germany, right? Uh, yes, yes, that was um, yes, very, a very good chance. Um, I could attend this school because I lived in an area where many Asian people live. Um, I come from come from a region near Düsseldorf, where it is famous. The city is famous for the, for that there are many um, Asian inhabitants are living there and working there. Okay, mm -hmm. so and then I I read about you. You worked like in an office, mm -hmm. yes. and you experienced there quite some um, racist. Uh, yes. Um, um, yeah, behavior. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yes, originally um, I, I wasn't um, interested in politics, politics issue at all. I only, yes, went to work and went home, but um, I was very uh, frustrated because I hated <laughs> the job and also couldn't get along with, my, with the boss and other colleagues, and maybe they also not with me. And the... Um, a reason why I wanted to become an artist was very, very unromantic. This is the only reason I started. Um, yeah, I wanted to do something else than the um, office work. I wanted to. I only thought, how can I get out out of this office, and how um, can I manage not to see <laughs> those faces in the office anymore? And then I thought, ah, um, as a child, I could paint or um, I like to paint and write stories and um, that is why I spontaneously started uh, yeah, during work uh, while I worked um, yes to do to start yeah to my um, I started doing my artistic activities and um, why this um, sim um, simple office work was so um, hard for me 
I wasn't while I was there, I wasn't really aware of it. Um, I didn't have the power to um, energy to think about it because I was really exhausted. But um, um, yes, I took a break because shortly before the pandemic started, I took a break. Uh, of the work because um, I had a nervous breakdown and um, yes, I thought I couldn't um, do this anymore. And during the break, I had the first time, um, for the first time, I had the chance to, and time to reflect um, what has happened during, um, at the work. Um, and I asked myself, um, did I make all these uncomfortable experiences? Um, I did them, I had the experiences. Um, the conclusion was because I was an Asian woman and okay. um, nearly every day I had to listen to um, yes, comments from colleagues like, um, yes, as an Asian woman, you will surely work harder than the others or um, yeah, you are just an Asian woman, I can harass you, or I cannot pronounce your name, um, can I just call you by your initials? And, um, and when you also a little bit try to defend yourself, you on working place, you are termed as unprofessional, emotional and difficult. Okay, and but it's this very yes. rude what you experience there. Yes, I mean, yes. mm -hmm. yeah. Um, some things are um, spoken out, but some things are not spoken out. But you feel um, treatly, treated worse than others because you're a woman, and especially an, a woman from abroad. And but during the time, I wasn't really afraid of it. I hadn't that energy to reflect that all that injustice because um, on workplace you are there to pay your bills and mm -hmm. you don't want to get trouble in trouble every day. You don't have the energy to fight every day and endanger your um, existence. So you swallow many words and um, yeah, also I started to look for my faults and I thought um, it is my fault that I cannot get along and something is wrong with me because I changed the job several times and um, similar thing, things happened to me. And at least uh, when I had the nervous breakdown, that was the third or fourth job where I uh, experienced things, similar things. And then I thought I um, can't, any, um, I cannot do this anymore. And I'm not really, um, Yes, made for this task that um, as uh, working in the office because I don't, uh, um, I like more creative things and I don't want to work with people every day in the same room with people I haven't chosen as friends. And yes, now um, I'm very, yes, that. I don't regret my decision, but at that time, um, yes, it was very hard. And I started after that and going my own way as an artist, but you don't know how it is gonna get on. And I had to deal with many fears in me, but 
uh, step by step you have established your way and i'm still in this process yeah but i truly believe that all the experiences as as bad as we are mm -hmm. and when you see in many artist biographies mm -hmm. Today, even in art history, they all had these kind of experiences in, yeah. in other fields, maybe, but they all had these experiences to going through struggle and mm -hmm. then find their creative outlet mm -hmm. to to show it. And also, of course, what what I really find so uh, so great about this being able to work as an artist is that you can find a voice in a different way mm -hmm. to see what is going on in society these days because yes, what you yes. experienced many people going through and they may never break out of it mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. just your biography is showing these people that they could have a chance if it is then becoming an artist or mm -hmm. let's say becoming a plumber yeah mm -hmm. um, but when it is something uh, where they are much more in line with or their soul mm -hmm. is much more in line then yes you had to go through this um unfortunately of course because and these are not good experiences but i truly believe it will help you mm -hmm. now on your creative way yes yes thank you very much i also believe but um yeah this time was very hard and but it gave me the chance to reflect also my roots and my and the history of my two home countries um when i was um young i um yes both of my home countries are marked by the history of the second world war where um suppression of freedom of speech and murder of minorities and so on um in the name of a, a fascistic um, ideology has taken place and um a lot of this story was taught at school when i was a teenager also at the German school I visited during the week and also at the Saturday school, Japanese school I visited. And at that time I thought, what do I have to do? I don't have anything to do with this anymore and I can't hear this anymore. I didn't have a big interest, but this um, experience of discrimination um, yes, gave me the yeah, opportunity to deal with the um, um, importance to of the, or to reflect the story, our history again, especially the point uh, freedom of uh, speech, and um, that is why I also um, yeah began to be interested in the case and injustice that is happening to Julian Assange. So when you became the first time aware of Julian's situations and in, in this process, um, as you started um, working creative, mm -hmm. and what was your first um, thoughts about this then? I mean, many people mm -hmm. came from different angles. Some um, was right on the case, of course, as a collateral murder video came out mm -hmm. a few years ago. But as you heard about his... Mm -hmm. situation where he is in right now what was your feelings then mm, yes um i am a little bit uh, i'm quite of course um 
you can't compare my situation to what he is going on, but um, I a little bit could identify with his situation with being in prison for injustice because I felt when I was at work, like in a <clears throat> prison where you can't speak out what you really think and <clears throat> to uh, get out of this work and start going your way as an artist was like felt like a process of breaking out of this uh, prison and speaking out my truth and um, I had really in this difficult times I really admired him for his courage to um, yes even he was bashed by the whole world um, that he spoke out that and published the truth and his strength this um, gave me very much courage and um, I'm very grateful to him that he, uh, for what he has um, done for us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I think, you know, we in our campaigns, um, we always say we are all Julian Assange. So, yes, yes. I mean, when, mm -hmm. when we have like a situation in our lives where we can't, speak free mm -hmm. like what you was thinking because you was worried you lose your job you can't pay your bills but this is you know mm -hmm. all um what is reflected in this situation it's the fear of people of speaking out what they feel or what they think mm -hmm. and freedom of speech is so such a big area it's not yes. just what is in the newspapers it's about mm -hmm. you know what i say to whom and when i have to think about this because mm -hmm. I could fear in which we are way all ever, in danger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could fear any kind of consequences um, out of this. Then, of course, we are affected. And he is a symbol of mm -hmm. all of us being locked up in the moment, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. um, so everybody's coming out and using their voice. And now you, with your... Um, artwork you submitted for this exhibition and mm -hmm. um, your statement towards it and I found your statement very interesting as well mm -hmm. because um, you wrote there about your grandfather mm -hmm. and what I didn't know is that uh, the Japanese government at the time gave the artist paints and brushes to mm -hmm. paint pictures praise the war yes so I never heard about this and mm -hmm. so this was totally new to me Yes, for and, me too. Mm -hmm. And how artists are affected by it, you know. So mm -hmm. do you like to uh, tell us a little bit about this? Uh, yes, uh, after this experience at work, I, um, as I already said, began to deal with the history of our country and also the roots of my family. And um, by accident, the uh, I, I knew that my grandfather was an artist but I didn't uh, he died um, when I was a small child so I really didn't have um, intense contact with him but by accident I found in the attic of the of our old house um, a leaflet of um, his exhibition that was that took place in a Japanese museum and uh, many people who knew him when he lived um, wrote an essay about his uh, um, uh, our various episodes and his life and one of his pupils um, wrote about this story you mentioned that um, he when he had to um, go to war he hated it he was um, 
uh, absolutely against it. But as a young man, you don't have the a choice. Um, you get a, it is called a red letter. That was a letter where when you get it from the government, you are forced to go to war. And after he's got the letter as a young man, um, he was forced to um, travel during the war around um, China uh, with the Japanese army. And there, but um, the region he traveled um, was relatively peaceful, but he also made experience, cruel, ex he saw the cruel things he could never talk about um, until his death. And in one village, um, he became friends with the, um, pe the people there and also the children found his way to his heart. Uh, and at that time, um, the Japanese government uh, forced the artists among the soldiers to, uh, yeah, they provided brushes and colors to them and forced them um, paint a painting that praised the war against their wills. And um, that really broke his heart. And now um, I am also an artist and I, I hardly can imagine how, yeah, it must feel that your personal opinion is completely oppressed and uh, you're forced to um, paint such, um, Yes, cruel things. And at the end, he could only, only paint a sad, tired soldier. And I think that is also symbolic of what repression of freedom of speech and dictature can, the, the sad soldier, that what makes of the peoples. And yes, this is why uh, I got very much interested in, uh, yes, the case Julian Assange and all the injustices that are happening to him and also due to my roots I wanted to point out that the his well, the second world thing the things uh, during the second world war that happened to Germany and Japan that isn't only history and um, when we yes don't be watchful also about the case julian said and freedom of speech that this history this cruel history where people minorities are murdered and we can speak out and publish what we really think and artists are forced to uh, paint yes crude paintings um, that can always repeat that was yes the relationship also uh, to the topic yeah yeah, I, I want mean, to express um, a kind of warning through my art that yes, this history can could repeat every time when we are not when we ignore this problem. We have always the choice that we um, yes don't land when and freedom and speech and don't fight for our rights, or we can fight for this. Mm. Absolutely, yes. And I I said this in the last podcast with Ricard, another artist, mm -hmm. um, showing his work that I um, grew up in the former GDR, where we mm -hmm. had this um, culture ministerium. And, um, of course, the, we have today in, in Germany one too, but their job was to control the music came out, the books came out, the paintings came out, and they mm -hmm. they decided what got published in music, mm -hmm. 
what got exhibited in galleries and which mm -hmm. kind of books was published as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, so so I grew up in a time where I had a life in school mm -hmm. and what you said there and there was a life at home and there was a line what you could say in school or to someone else and how you was talking at home but mm -hmm. um so it's mm -hmm. and from this time of course and uh what your grandfather went through and mm -hmm. that they used the artist mm -hmm. at this time and i mean in, in the gdr of course they used the artist to praise the system and mm -hmm. um with your grandfather they used the artist to praise the war yes as a tool of their propaganda this yeah. is really true and you but you see on the other side as an artist mm -hmm. how much power we actually have mm -hmm. when we don't listen to them and when we when we do what we need to do and what we should do as joseph voice mm -hmm. said um, the only revolutionary power is art and yes. this is what I strongly believe in that when we do what you do and what um, a lot of other artists do for this exhibition as well as they say, say enough mm -hmm. this has to stop here right now and there are many of course hiding and not coming forward and they have their reasons I don't understand it and I really don't appreciate the ones who don't come out but I, I start to turn my energy now on all of us who are mm -hmm. and um, because everything else just drives me mad I think you know at some point yeah. and mm -hmm. but but it, it proves what your grandfather went through as I said what mm -hmm. um, we see right now when we all get together and we say mm -hmm. this ends here and this ends right now Mm -hmm. that we can change something and um, everybody of us comes of course with a history and I as I said I never heard mm -hmm. what they did there in Japan at the time mm -hmm. with the artist but they fear art so much mm -hmm. that they had to do it because the artist could draw other things when they had mm -hmm. you know was like sleeping in the camp and drawing something they could uh, mm -hmm. paint the horror of what they experienced mm -hmm. by the day and this mm -hmm. is what they didn't want and so they try to push them in the direction they want and this is on one side very frightening but on the other yeah. side a proof that we the art has a lot of power yeah so much power that the oppressors have fear of art and this is something, and um, I read about um, the artist Iwaiwai, mm -hmm. who do a lot for Julian as well, and he mm -hmm. recently did a um, collective art project which was called Run for Our Rights. Mm -hmm. And this, is, this project is actually um, based on a visit to Julian in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. So he visited Julian there and they were talking and then he, Iwaiwai himself had a project in Berlin where he isolated himself for quite some time. And for this mm -hmm. time, Julian presented him a treadmill mm -hmm. to use it in this isolation um, art performance he did. So mm -hmm. this project, Run for Our Rights, was based on this, like, you could make little videos and hashtag them with Run for Our Rights. And then they all came up on the Iwaiwai Instagram profile. 
einen mhm. Wurs für Julian, because of mhm. this treatment Julian presented him. But Julian also said mhm. to him that he hopes that the art world and the artist would bring attention to his case and doing something. And he had this and has this huge hope of the artist mm -hmm. doing something for him because he believes in the power as well, you know, mm -hmm. um, what we could achieve. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so grateful for every submission coming in for this exhibition. Mm -hmm. um, what, what we can achieve when we create this powerful ball of art, you know, with everything and all these different artists, these different angles where you're going into this, uh, the different materials we use. Um, so mm -hmm. I feel that there's a very important exhibition about mm -hmm. to come with all mm -hmm. of us together. What is a collective project as I like to see it? Yes, yes. That concerns the whole humanity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it is a problem what concerns us all. And, mm -hmm. you know, many people haven't understood yet mm -hmm. how much Julian's extradition mm -hmm. would affect their own lives. Because everybody could get arrested everywhere on this world and be extradited to the state in power. Yes. It's not only about the journalists who write articles in newspapers nowadays uh, through the internet. Everyone can publish. And if you think if yeah, the things you publish in the internet and other media will be censored and you could be um, arrested for what you publish and speak out, it is um, yes, really horrifying. And Yes, we also, yeah, the second reason I much got interested in this case was also simply also a um, private reason. My nephew was born last year and I felt a connection to the future generation. And yes, I don't want the future generation, my nephew, that they live in under oppression and can't speak out. Um, what they really think and also the birth of my nephew's birth also made me aware that um, yes the generation of my grandparents are the last who experienced really um, dictature and suppression of freedom of speech during the world war and they are gradually dying now that people who really experience and can tell the story of this time and the danger and yes this is why i wanted to express the through my art the connection of what has happened during the second world war this history and what is happening 2022 with um, julian assange yeah, this is like, I mean, you, you, you described this um, on the point right now. And what mm -hmm. I really um, also appreciate and like is that it's what I say all the time as well. I do not want anyone to swallow the pill they are trying to serve to us. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me and about, you know, my personal life. I mean, this got mm -hmm. will be, get affected as well, but it's everybody's life you know mm. and this is like some people don't see 
that this man there in this prison cell mm -hmm. is our all freedom. Mm -hmm. And when he is in, we are in prison. When he is out mm -hmm. and when he is able to express and start to work again after some time when, of course, he has processed all these things, mm -hmm. then we are free because then we can trust the media. We can trust the media mm -hmm. outlets and um, we can trust um, that we have a source which mm -hmm. will tell us for sure the truth, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And um, he never was fooled, you know, um, and, and he only, and I read this just recently um, over and over again, that WikiLeaks has 100% um, accuracy. There was not yeah. one time they published any news which was false or wrong or fake. Mm -hmm. And everything they published was right. It was mm -hmm. the truth. Mm -hmm. And how much they must fear him that they do this to him and to his family and to his friends and to all of us. But I mean, mm -hmm. of course, first and foremost to him and his family mm -hmm. as well as when we see him as this Julian, the person. And um, then we come, of course, the next, but I think your thoughts and how you came into this and say, I, my nephew was born and, I don't mm. want him to experience what I found out, what was happening mm -hmm. there. And the witnesses of the time then, especially for the Second World War, as you say, you know, they, they're dying, you know, and mm -hmm. we will not have much longer these witnesses with this, who can give us 100% true information on how they experience it. This will be down to his history books soon. And we want them written with the truth and not with false information. Mm. And of course, we don't want that we end up in a situation where your nephew is going to school and as I described this before, need to think, oh, can I tell you now that I had yesterday a piece of, you know, milk or chocolate what, what wasn't available in the GDR, but, you know, my mm -hmm. parents got out of one to say so. You couldn't, mm -hmm. you know, because it could bring you big trouble to mm -hmm. say so, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this is so important for our future generation. And um, that's why Julian is so important for us mm. to yes. bring this up. Mm -hmm. I think the expression um, people, um, that he is a living scarecrow is so on the point and yes, yeah, he, his fate will really decide over our fate, our future of freedom of speech. Yeah, and freedom of expression in any form, mm -hmm. you know, whatever yes. you want and um, for artists as well. So mm. you, you said in your submission as well that you uh, joined demonstrations for Julian as well. So mm -hmm. in uh, locally then where you live in your area, I assume you were then? Or? Uh, yes, um, yes, in my city, of course, due to the pandemic, big demonstration couldn't take place, but there were um, st stands where, mm -hmm. where supporters um, um, distributed leaflets and um, yes, provided information and there 
yes, I um, cooperated and yes, also asked them for information and yes, well, of course, not in a big, nothing in with man, many people could take place during that time. But, but um, I was very positively surprised that these stands, uh, these small groups were um, in our town to um, deliver their message and fight for his freedom. We always, I mean, I can speak here for Leipzig. Uh, we do this mm -hmm. as we um, have to, of course, make a notice to the towns that we do this and we need to get a license mm -hmm. for doing it um, as well. But we, we call it in ritual, so we are not allowed to march or demonstrate in a way. Mm -hmm. We are allowed to stand and inform. Oh. Um, you mm -hmm. know, so I think this was in how uh, most of the cities who hold rituals um, during this time um, got away with us because it was like standing and we always was an under the number of 10 what was allowed and when less was allowed of course there could nothing take place mm -hmm. um, but this was how how it worked and to at least being there and trying to hand out um, some flyers and information and don't uh, get the situation forgotten about so as much as was legally possible at the time Mm -hmm. Yes, I think, as you say, it is really important that this problem is, doesn't get forgotten because at the time where Julian was arrested, there were many uh, things reported about him, but it's just the nature of a um, human being that um, as, as far as there are no, not so many uh, reports, this uh, important things got, get forgotten and I think, yes, also through art, you can warn people not to forget things. And um, I think also you can um, convey your message, the, the importance of freedom of speech and in the injustice that is happening through, to Julian Assange through, also through compassion. And I define for myself compassion as to understand the story of the other people, the stories of the people who, my, the generation of my grandparents who experienced suppression during the Second World War, and the story of Julian Assange. And that is why I like to tell stories together with my painting. And yes, that is why I also believe in the power of paintings and uh, stories, because they can um, teach the people to have compassion with that, with the cruise things Julian Assange is going through and the, all other people who have experienced suppression. You write as well, I, I saw, yeah, you write books. Yes, yes, uh, to, for every, as, like the painting, I, I will exhibit um, in your exhibition, I always write uh, some poem or um, a short story with my painting. It is always a um, combination. It's a very in interesting concept of, you know, having a, a story um, mm -hmm. um, backed up with a painting or the other way around. Because mm -hmm. this is, um, yes, it's kind of a concept work. It is, um, when I think now about um, a Japanese artist like Yoko Ono, who only write the story mm -hmm. uh, and then let people create it in their mind, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, because she said when I have the idea, I remember she had here in Leipzig a huge um, retrospective exhibition mm-hmm. in 2019. What was um, I really enjoyed, and she mm-hmm. chose one of a, a concept I wrote to be shown with her works as well. There was a little open call for artists here too. So, um, so I, I looked at the exhibition, and of course, she has like physical stuff in her exhibitions as well but most of her work is like writing mm-hmm. like a poem mm-hmm. um, and then let people create the painting or the mm-hmm. artwork or the sculpture in their minds mm-hmm. um, this was one of her these fluxus art project but she's a very interesting artist as well of course with mm-hmm. when we talk about um, peace and mm-hmm. freedom um, And so she was a very powerful, I think, encouraged many people to Mm. um, look into the world from this perspective as well, Mm. because one of her most important topics is, of course, the piece. Mm. Um, Yeah, but I like that you do now both and give the people the picture. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, it's like when you read the story and then see the picture, it's like Mm -hmm. giving your bit to it, what what Mm -hmm. you painted, what you wanted to do, and they may, while they read, create another one in their mind or looking mm-hmm. um, from a, from your perspective into the painting. And mm-hmm. the painting, I will not obviously <laughs> the opening, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think it is very interesting, very powerful and mm-hmm. um, has a lot of, symbols for me and as I saw it the first time as I saw your submission for the work mm-hmm. so it's it's like thank you very much um very powerful because you get the message I, I mean I, I was feeling like Ooh, you know oh, um, you. so yeah it was really mm-hmm. um it touched me very much and also with your description of your biography mm-hmm. and what was happened to your grandfather as an artist because this was mm-hmm. like I was reading and I I know the governments do a lot of bad things to get their mm-hmm. agenda through but giving artists especially in this situation and I mm-hmm. sorry for coming back to this again because but it mm-hmm. touched me very much mm-hmm. um, when you are in this war zone and when you mm-hmm. are under the circumstances and you experiences and mm-hmm. of course because of the circumstances you actually don't have um colors and brushes with you Mm -hmm. in your backpack Mm -hmm. and then they come and give you the medium of your expression what you love to do yes yes but they say you get this and you have to do Mm -hmm. so it's almost like you know they they glue your hand to a brush and someone else is moving your hand Mm -hmm. and this is um the complete denial of your personality yeah Mm. And this was, yeah, this was mm. really like I was thinking, oh, you know, um, this shows how far they are prepared to go yes. when they want to get something through. They did it in the past, why they shouldn't do it in the future? Because many artists, I assume, were so frightening of this situation. Mm. And when we say of the law of war, where is no law, mm. that they possibly painted the paintings they wanted to see mm-hmm. and b- because 
they they are they have fears and um this must be so painful um to to not agreeing with them but painting what they agree with mm -hmm. to stay alive to make the point mm -hmm. and yes. this is very very bad and mm -hmm. with this in your background i also do understand now what was putting you into this position in the office we have quite some parallels there because after school mm -hmm. i made educationist uh i'm a trained paralegal i worked mm -hmm. in corporate companies but, but mm -hmm. i always wanted to paint i always had this inside me and it took me yes. 20 years after school oh, to, to, mm, yes the same with me to mm. start to um paint mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. Because your dream was denied in some way? Um, uh, not really denied. I mean, I, I could have gone to an art academy. Um, mm -hmm. I was even tested for it as GDR time, at GDR time, but I didn't, didn't took the place um, mm -hmm. at the time. Then, because then the wall broke down and I decided for something different. I don't know today why. But mm. what you said before... Uh, really let me think because you said maybe I needed this experiences in order to do what I'm doing now mm -hmm. and I like to see it this way too maybe I needed this this experiences because I had always a feeling I you know don't belong there these people just piss me mm -hmm. off to be very precise mm -hmm. um, I couldn't get warm with this and then I had the chance of just breaking out then I did. And um, this was the best thing. I don't regret mm -hmm. this either because I was also um, a very political person always. Mm -hmm. And then you dig deeper and you come into situations and you feel stuff, um, what you need to express. And this is what was happened to you. And that's why, you know, everybody, I think artists with empathy, Mm -hmm. are the artists who stand up for Julian Assange because mm -hmm. it cannot be that you are not affected by what is done to him. Mm -hmm. And no one can tell me that they never heard his name. Mm -hmm. Because even when they haven't heard it in a way we heard it or we researched it for us, they heard it in the other way. And then it is their duty as an artist to look behind the story mm -hmm. and see what's going on there. And I think, you know, everybody's coming together to this exhibition is coming with um, very interesting background stories mm -hmm. from what I see right now mm -hmm. and how we all came into this because I, I think we feel there very special connection to Julian mm -hmm. and to what he do, his principles, his freedom of expression, however he expressed himself. And Rika said in the last podcast, actually, WikiLeaks is a piece of art. Mm -hmm. because he created something what wasn't there before mm -hmm. as well and um, this is what brings us to this and of course our family histories our knowledge of oppression by governments mm -hmm. of not being able to speak free mm -hmm. and the worst thing is that many people today believe we have a freedom of speech what we mm -hmm. don't have. Yes. 
You know, so it's like all in preparation and we need to stop this now. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, I was very fascinated when you told me that you um, had a kind of dream about your performance, art performance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, it was, I had a relatively similar experience with the painting I want to exhibit now, I won't mention the content precisely, but it is a portrait of uh, Julian Assange. When um, when I saw the video where he, when he was taken to court for the first time and someone um, filmed him when he was in the car yeah. and he had a strong, such a strong, strong eyes and I had a kind of um, a dream to paint this um, painting with a topic about the you know, freedom of speech and his fate. And so, yes, your story very, yes, that you dreamed about your inspiration um, very fascinated me. And despite all the yes, crude things that are happening now, I think it is important that they yeah, to believe in um, progress for the future generation because I believe in progress um, that is why I'm doing my art and are you now um, could I call you now a full-time artist or do you yes. mm -hmm. and, and you actually in the moment um, I saw as well you have an exhibition mm -hmm. in a, a anti-war museum it's called it's in Berlin anti-kriegsmuseum in Berlin that is a museum that uh, has been um, originally found by the um, anti-war activists and um, peace, peace activists Ernst Friedrich um, and years later his grandson has reopened it again in Berlin and um, yes um, um, around 26 paintings about the topics the racism you experience in daily life and also the stories of um, my grandfather and the grandfather German grandfather of my German, my German friends grandfather um, paintings about those topics and of, of course freedom of speech um, are exhibited there until end of May. Yes yeah, this is very um, interesting so you do, do you uh, make, make sense this context um, I mean you are now when I understand just, you know, it's a beginning kind of, of your artistic career and yes. um, how you manage this to, um, yeah, do this, uh, make this context and then um, get these exhibitions. I mean, of course, we were satisfied by your submission and uh, wanted mm -hmm. to have you with us. Of course, you take part on open calls. Mm -hmm. um, what um, many other, or we do as well, but so how you, because I feel here mm -hmm. that when, when you stopped your work in the office and then mm -hmm. you, you got, gave like all in and um, mm -hmm. started out uh, becoming a full-time artist. Mm -hmm. And maybe some would like to hear how you managed this in the short time. Um, I also am at the beginning and but mm, 
the reason why I started was also the suffering I experienced before. Okay. <laughs> I think many people would tell my decision is crazy, but um, at the working place, I had to listen to so much insults. Um, yes, racist insults. And when he, when the boss said the same insult for the tenth time to me, I just stood up and left the office. And that was it. Okay. <laughs> and at that moment, I felt, mm, yes, when I have to hear, hear the same insult again, and when I go back, I have to hear the same insult again. When I have to do this, then I would rather die. And I w really was so exhausted that I jumped in front of a car because Yes, and, and I am, now I don't understand my state at that time, but I was really, really exhausted of all these racist experience and discrimination. And the car fortunately stopped um, in front of my nose. But at that moment, I realized, um, yes, the part of me died who says I can, I experience racism, but I can get on with it. And the part of me died that um, yes, yeah, stays in a job she in reality hates. And I decided I cannot live with it. And um, yes, I will go my own way. <laughs> this is why I made this harsh decision. Of course, there are moments I get insecure, but um, step by step, um, there was so um, I got yes different opportunities like um, magic and maybe this those kind of small one like this exhibition in the museum, which opened many doors to me and um, yes maybe some those kind of things happen when you go your own way and follow your heart like you got the great idea of your performance art. Yeah, I think you are right there. I mean, I'm. I'm also a very um, spiritual person sometimes mm -hmm. and um, I know what you mean when because mm -hmm. this making a decision like you just described how you got up there and out there and then that's it mm -hmm. I think and then you, you you instead of losing power you gain power yes and you have struggles every day but yes <laughs> that's true what you say and this is um, very um, great to, to hear how this mm -hmm. came. And then, of course, everything played in there. Like the situation with Julian, as you said, you didn't have the time before because you were so occupied with your mm -hmm. situation as work, at work. And I understand that sometimes, you know, even when you leave the office, your mind hasn't left the office at all because you think mm -hmm. about all the insults <laughs> you experienced. And mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, you have your 12 hours in between, your next shift is starting, and mm -hmm. then, you know, you go into the situation again, and you are in an endless cycle of insults and, yeah, like a physical mm -hmm. or draining situation as well, you know, because it takes yes. all your power. Mm -hmm. Yes, when you think of, um, when you hear maybe you're the... the her, her, hear the word racism when you have never experienced it you th all, all 
maybe you already think of extreme terrorists, right-wing terrorists who throw bombs at strange people, but of course it is a danger. But my experience has taught myself to myself that um, the small insults the co normal colleague or the normal people around you say to you can also um, take your life, take the yeah, victim's lives. And um, this this experience and um, I on, also on the streets, I've also often been insulted because I was an Asian woman, like um, you were already contaminated because you come from Japan through Fukushima or can you um, I see with your small eyes and something like that. And um, during the pandemic, I was insulted as a virus carrier. And those two experiences, um, yes, gave me the, this, I made the decision to go public with my story. And this and it is, of course, a really um, personal story. And it took me, um, because I was normally working in the office and never had to do with uh, publishing things. And it all really took me courage and I also, spoke about my experiences in the opening speech of the exhibition in the anti-war museum and i had to cry because i was so full of fear and it was so personal but um yes i got good feedback that they it was a, um, my story gave them um opportunity to reflect this topic from another perspective again and i really um fear how much courage it costs to publish your own message and this is why yes it, uh, freedom of speech and this issue is also um, important to me because people who have the courage to go out with their truth um, it can be that they are prosecuted and punished for that and this also can happen to our future generation yeah and i mean it can be happen to us right now i yes, mean yes. i'm to all of us mm. When the situation with Julian is not changing quickly, I think, you know, everybody of us, and I, I talk now here about the group of artists coming out to speak for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like, you know, you are kind of smeared as well. Mm -hmm. and, and I heard this. I, we heard, or Bea and I heard actually from some artists, oh, we have to be careful we don't want to put this in our profile because, I mean, I, as I said before, I do not appreciate this. I mm. don't understand this. Mm. Um, I have no empathy for people who don't get out and get up um, mm -hmm. at all because I don't fear what could happen to us. Mm -hmm. I only know that each and every one of us is on the right side of history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and doing the right thing mm -hmm. because we help their kids as well mm -hmm. to be able to grow up in a society which is free where they can express themselves in which way ever they want and they can say whatever they want as mm -hmm. long they of course do not hurt other people in a in an offensive way because i mean there is this what you described what was happened to you you know calling mm -hmm. you the virus carrier mm -hmm is something what is just not to be accepted at all, mm -hmm. you know? So you cannot accept this because this mm -hmm. is like, you know, where it ends actually, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Because this is a misunderstanding then of freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. 
because this is offending someone and offending yes. someone is not freedom of speech and expression mm -hmm. especially at this time and um i saw this here too my mm -hmm. um veggie shop was run by um asian people mm -hmm. they experience this kind of things that no one gone into the shop i mean how stupid is this you know <laughs> like um you can't cannot imagine but but this is when people miss out education yeah mm -hmm. and uh when this needs to be of course somehow repaired as well you know that people are educated and interested and this starts with you know getting the right information of course mm -hmm. i'd say you know this because this is um Yeah, I mean, sometimes, as I said, we need to go through these things in order to be able to express our opinion yes. in an artistic way. And mm -hmm. what we experience is, um, I always see myself a little bit in this, I quoted him before, but in this artist like um, Josef Beuys, who no one understood that he throws mm -hmm. his butter into the corner. Mm -hmm. what he wanted to say or as he melted the uh, diamonds and crown of the Russian Tsar but it was actually a replica he melted publicly but mm -hmm. people was outrageous and he was offended and he was like laughed about about how mm -hmm. he did his art and what he did and what he expressed but he was someone who was always speaking for freedom of speech direct mm -hmm. democracy uh, mm -hmm. like in his understanding the real democracy and um and and he called also lots of his works are called like the social plastic um where everybody's like working together mm -hmm. and um creating a society of peace freedom freedom of speech humanity and <laughs> And this is where we are now, what we have to start again. You know, we have to fight for this again. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important for getting up and out for Julian. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. see this injustice and this torture. Um, it mm -hmm. happens there and we need to get loud. Yes. And Very stop the loud. that is happening to him and his family. And then, you know, of course, because the natural thing is that when we stop what has happened to him, then we stop what will be happen to all of us if we not stop it. Mm -hmm. But this is um, the, the situation here. And it's very interesting over the last years how and how I see now, you know, you joined in this force. And I think it was actually one of our first submissions. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I think it was right at the beginning as the open call was published and um, how you came in. So how you found out about this open call? Oh, I think um, in the internet, mm, I can hardly remember. Um, okay. The Instagram, maybe by accident. I... It could be, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we posted it first on Instagram, but it's... Um, very interesting yeah, how the works can hashtags or yeah. something like that uh, i sometimes do some research with some hashtags and maybe it was it mm -hmm. and yes i was i heard that there was some exhibition about his freedom and um, freedom of speech in uk but i have um, not heard about 
one in German that all that only deals with this topic. So I was very um, interested and yes, admire you that you stand up for this project. Yeah, I think we, we were thinking it is important for not just making a freedom of speech exhibition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it was very important or is very important to mm -hmm. have a to emphasize his freedom Julian Assange's freedom exactly and his, mm -hmm. him as you know the the symbol not that he just become a side topic in within this area because we know that worldwide of course there are there's a tremendous problem with mm -hmm. freedom of speech mm -hmm. and wherever you look at right mm. now and we don't wanted to have him as one part of it we wanted to him being the exhibition mm -hmm. and because this explains everything else mm -hmm. to, to me at least and to be a, um, as we were thinking about this and um, I mean there was this two things there was this anger of you know no interest uh, we received and really this we have to do more mm -hmm. what put us together in creating this um, concept around this exhibition mm -hmm. and we are very happy to have you with us as well oh, thank you very much because it is um, this this group has such a wonderful energy uh, mm -hmm. where everybody comes from where the roots are mm -hmm. um, how the people came to Julian to getting aware about his situation and then which part of his personality or his life they they choose and what led them then into creating the artwork because mm -hmm. there's this, these many things there's, this, there's of course WikiLeaks but there's he as a human being mm -hmm. um, there's he the now married man and father Mm -hmm. There are so many, he's a political prisoner, and there are so mm -hmm. many things around his person which mm -hmm. all comes together in this exhibition mm -hmm. um, when I'm just thinking about all the submissions we have so far in. Mm -hmm. What will make this very interesting. Mm -hmm. Great. I'm also really excited and want to see the other works. Sometimes, in the, in the next yeah, month. Mm -hmm. we're looking forward to see you here then as well. Hazuki, do you like to um, mm -hmm. have something you want to tell us? Something more you want to express? Oh, thank you for having me here. And and yes, I think I've told um, told everything. I wanted to say thank you for your great question and your efforts to organize this wonderful exhibition. It is really an honor that I can participate. It's um, an honor for you that you are with us because we appreciate everybody who's, who came and joined here. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for your time today. Mm -hmm. And we will then go online with the podcast as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this was our second episode of the podcast Persona Non-Filtered. All information you find is always in the show notes. 
special thanks today as well to my friend Carsten Klatter from Berlin who delivered this wonderful shakuhachi music, what I link in the show notes of course too. See you next time and hope you enjoyed it today. Bye.